Yo, what's up, guys? This is Dave with Dynasty Dorks. We're a year-round fantasy football podcast, and we do Dynasty and Redraft content. Thanks for the follow. Good luck this season. What's going on, guys? The 2022 Dynasty season has started, but we wanted to do a redraft just to see what's going on. The season just finished, and everybody is, you know, all about recency bias, right? So Gabe Davis probably going to go in the first round. <laughs> and um, But we want to see where people are stacking up in the 2022 drafts right after the season. Um, just to give you guys an idea of kind of where people are and where people are going to be falling. So, Justin, thanks for coming on. How are we doing, sir? Good, buddy. A little snow on the ground here in Virginia, but it's never too early to talk about 2022. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, first news, our news is always sponsored by Manscaped. Number one below the belt men's tools for your grooming. We got We got Valentine's Day right around the corner. And with Valentine's Day... You're going to want to take care of your significant other. So if your lady's not watching the show, send her a link, share the show, share the link to Manscaped and use Dynasty Dorks, all one word, all capital 20 to get 20% off plus free shipping for all products. All right. So we've been talking about this before the show and I want to, I want to see what everyone else um, thinks or has heard about this, but spot track is, is putting out there that, you know, the dead cat before June 1st, for the Packers is 26.8 million. If they traded Aaron Rodgers, they would save almost $20 million. After June 1st, they would save $27.2 million. Um, but they would have, you know, the you know, the cap hit would be 19.1. Rodgers has said he wants to try to figure this out before free agency. And I, I asked him, does the team actually have to trade for Aaron Rodgers? And he said yes. Um, he's under contract through 2022 and technically does not have a no trade clause, but nobody is trading for Aaron Rodgers without an agreed upon contract extension being b- built into the contract. So they're not going to you know, try to trade Aaron Rodgers to you know, a team that is going to put him on a one year deal. Rodgers is going to have to agree upon it, but again, he does not have a no trade clause. And I think there's a misconception out there that he is just free to walk away. He's not a free agent and there should be some compensation um, there is somewhat of a handshake agreement that the Packers will will work hard to make this happen, but I don't think it's an it's an Antonio Brown situation where Aaron Rodgers gets traded for a fourth and fifth round pick. Yeah, no. So we talked about our our locations of where we thought he would go. Comment below. Let us know where you think Aaron Rodgers is going to go. We've been talking about. We agree that Bronco the Broncos are not the spot. And and Justin, what is your rationale behind the Broncos not being the top spot? Well, I mean, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, obviously I understand everyone's connecting him with the with the Broncos, especially after the head coach hired Nathaniel Hackett. That's like one of the three people in the world Aaron Rodgers likes. It's like his wife sometimes, Nathaniel Hackett, and then Devontae Adams. Um, but why would I, at 38 years old, want to go into the AFC West now and, you know, deal with Patrick Mahomes twice a year, deal with Justin Herbert and hopefully an up-and-coming Chargers team twice a year, and then – the AFC playoffs for the next few years is just going to be a gauntlet. You're going to have to face either Mahomes or Allen. 
or Herbert or Jackson or Burrow. I mean, it's just, you know, that's three three straight games against guys that are just really up and coming and getting it done. And the NFC is just kind of a easier route. Yeah, the NFC is far more watered down. Um, you could look at the, the a- NFC East and say, you know, if he were to go to one of the NFC East teams, it's an easier um, path. If he were to go to an NFC um, South team, if Brady leaves and goes to one of those teams in the NFC South, it would be a much easier path. Uh, I don't see him going to the Saints, but, you know, now that Sean Payton's out of there, but, you know, the Saints would be an interesting team. Tampa Bay, if Brady's out of there, they're built to win. They are a playoff team. Um, and then, the in you know, the Eagles. Um, the Eagles were a playoff team, and I know Jalen Hurst played well this year, but obviously Aaron Rodgers gives you an extra level of things. Um, if you're looking at the, the AFC, we talked about the Colts. We talked about the only real competitive team in the AFC South other than the Colts is the Titans. Flip the script. What about the Titans? They were a pretty good team. If, if Tannehill doesn't throw those interceptions and, and have those turnovers, they could be playing this weekend. So um, there's a lot to talk about, but we're going to go straight to the draft. Uh, again, this is a 2022 one quarterback. So you don't want you don't want to lament for a few seconds on on the hire of Brian Dable coming to your your boys. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so so yeah, and I'm, I'm Ken Dorsey is is trending on Twitter right now. They don't know if Dorsey's going to go to the Giants as the offensive coordinator slash you know uh, quarterback coach or if he's going to stay with the bills um he's the top candidate right now to be promoted within in buffalo dorsey you know he was wasn't the best professional quarterback but he's been a quarterback guru for several years now he deserves a lot of credit for the success of josh allen and um he's the 100 a name to watch um i would love for him to go as a package deal over there um and and I'll just say this. So, you know, as a Giants fan, everything you get is uh, is it comes with a slap in the face. So you get the Brian Dayball hire, which is exciting. But then everyone just has all of their jokes and all of their gags about Daniel Jones. So you can't even enjoy it because everyone just wants to trash Daniel Jones. And let's be honest, the Giants have no cap space and, and there's just not a draft where you have a whole lot of options. So you, of course, you want to endorse Daniel Jones. On top of it, if you're not picking number one overall, you really should not show your cards. So don't put it out of any realm of possibility. The Giants go and take Kenny Pickett or, or Matt, Matt Coral. Um, but I do think they stick with Daniel Jones this year. The 2023 class has a lot of good quarterbacks. It's a prove-it year, and it's a very cheap contract. So the Giants can add to the offensive line, grab a defensive piece with two of their top seven picks. And then next year, if they're picking in the top 10, which is highly likely, then you go back and get your quarterback. Cause there's good. There's CJ Stroud as an option. Um, there's a lot of options out there that you can go with and having Dayball and someone like Dorsey in place, not only helps Daniel Jones, but if it doesn't work out, you're already prepared for the next guy. You've improved the offensive line and you've got the coaches in place. I'm just so glad they didn't get Brian Flores. Um, Brian Flores, you know, his offensive coordinator hires have been highly questionable. He hired Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey has had six NFL jobs in the last decade. He has never kept a job over two years. He retired after one year with the Dolphins and Tua with one year. So Tua's first year was in the drain. 
next year. What does Brian Flores do? He's got assistant coaches leaving for same positions elsewhere. That tells me that things are going south. Something's going on wrong. Then he goes and hires two offensive coordinators. So I, I don't know what he's doing over there. Um, you're getting too cute, and then people are leaving. There's a lot of rumors about him trade, you know, treating younger players poorly. And then he went on this, you know, seven-game winning streak, and it was really phony. If you look at it, he played all backup quarterbacks, all below 500 teams except for the Saints, who were playing Ian Book, their fourth-string quarterback, with 20 other players on the IR because of COVID. So I just I think people are giving him a lot of credit. And they're not looking at some of the flaws. And, and I was just very afraid of him being hired as the Giants coach. Again, going back to back, shopping at the Bill Belichick store. And um, really afraid of who his offensive coordinator was going to be. Uh, but let's get straight into it. If there's any comments, please let me know because I'm going to be looking at the other screen. All right, the 101 was Christian McCaffrey. Was not Jonathan Taylor. He went 102. Najee Harris at 103. Alvin Kamara at 104. Austin Eckler at 105, Dalvin Cook at 106, Derrick Henry 107, Joe Mixon 108, Devontae Adams at 109, the first receiver off the board. Then we have Tyreek Hill 110, Cooper Cup 111, Nick Chubb 112. Again, this is one quarterback redraft. What sticks out to you, Justin, in that first round? Who's too high? Who's too low? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if anybody's too high or too low, really, to me. Um, I can't remember. We did, we did this full PPR. Um, Najee Harris, I think to me stands out at one, at one Oh three in front of Kamara, Eckler, Cook and Henry. Um, I mean, I, I can't really fault it. The volume is going to be there. You don't know what the, what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. You, you think that that organization is probably going to put something in place. I mean, they're the organization that hadn't had a losing season and what Mike Tomlin's been there for 10 plus years now. I'm not sure exactly how long, but, um, so I see it, but it is. I was a little um, – it was interesting to me in a redraft that he went at 103. Yeah, I, I I put a post up and said, who's the 102 if Jonathan Taylor's the 101? And I got a lot of Henry, a lot of Eckler, a couple Harris. I did not get Christian McCaffrey at all. Not, <laughs> not one single answer. And then he was the 101. Two um, years of burn. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then I, I'll throw this out there. Uh, and and not to throw shade at your pick, but just question: If I'm, Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, you're going to regret that 109 at Devonte Adams. Well, so the reason I went with Devonte Adams at 109 is Devonte Adams still got it done with backup quarterbacks when Aaron Rodgers has been out. So we know that the talent is not necessarily fully correlate, like fully directly yeah. responsible from uh-huh. a Rodgers perspective. And I'm banking on what Rodgers said that he was going to make a decision before Devontae Adams had to make a decision. And if he goes, Devontae Adams is going to go elsewhere. And he could, but Devontae Adams also could get tagged. And he gets stuck. He gets stuck there. So the scenario they, they talked about at Fantasy Pros yesterday was Devontae Adams, yet he had six catches on 14 targets for 62 yards, zero touchdowns with Jordan Love. I think he'll be fine because the Packers do a nice job with him at the red zone. They give him a lot of layups. They give him a lot of layups, even between the 20s, where they're throwing him, putting him in the slot, moving him around, getting him on bubble screens, getting him the ball, and he always gets force-fed targets. But obviously the value of targets goes down with Jordan Love. Um, 
And we don't know who's going to be the quarterback there. It could be Jordan Love, could be Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's neither of them. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's someone like a Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson or something like that. Um, we talked about, you know, the Trey Lance scenario. What if the, you know, the Niners trade Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers? I think that's that's a little crazy. But, hey, we've seen crazy things happen. I would have went Cooper Cup or, or Tyreek Hill just because of the question marks. But I'm not dropping Adams out of my top 12. But they talked about if if Adams is, is doesn't have Rodgers, they would think about putting him outside of their top 12 receivers next year. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, I can see it. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of what ifs. And when you're doing a mock draft this early, I'm going to take the chance on Devontae Adams and the talent. And Yeah, and this is beside the point of it being your pick. I mean, this is a mock. This is what you want. To yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I mean – to me, it's 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 all about the talent of Devontae Adams. Even if he's on the tag, it's gonna be he's gonna be trying to get one more contract. So you know he's gonna be he's gonna be hungry. So I, to me, he stays in my top twelve. Um, yeah, and it's a full PPR. Um, you know he gets a lot more targets than Tyreek Hill. Um, but Cooper Cup's right there. I'm still believing in him. Um, so to start the second round, we had Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, back to back Tigers. We had Ezekiel Elliott, two hundred three. Antonio Gibson, 204, A.J. Brown, 205, Saquon Barkley, 206, DeAndre Swift, 207, Aaron Jones, 208, Stephon Diggs, 209, Debo Samuel, 210, Travis Kelsey, 211, DeAndre Hopkins, 212. Who's high? Who's who's too high? Who's too low? Um, I'm, you know, uh, I probably don't have many that would agree with me here. I'm starting to to cool off on the Travis Kelsey in the first and second rounds uh, in drafts. Only because I think we saw a little bit of, of chink in the armor this year, and next year he'll be 32 years old. He's still going to be good. He still should be a top, you know, he'll still be a top three tight end. But I don't know that it's worth a first or second round pick to me at this point in his career. I'm looking right at the Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott pick. I was there. Um, there, I'm with you. I I think that was that that was a reach. Um, I would have taken Swift Jones over him. Um, Barkley and Gibson, but I mean, I'm looking at, you know, I, I, I just think Ezekiel Elliott is, is just, he's a third round, fourth round pick over these other guys. Um, Aaron Jones is my pick. Um, so of course I, I, I felt like that was a good value. I would have taken Aaron Jones ahead of him, even with all the rumors and everything. Um, we saw AJ Dillon go third round in our dynasty draft. I thought that was a little wild. Um, I like DeAndre Swift a lot better. I would have taken Jones and Swift over over Elliott, and I probably would have knocked Elliott all the way out into my third round. And then Debo Samuel, 210. I mean, at, that dude's a Swift, Swiss Army knife. Again, I would have taken him over uh, half the picks here, and I'm with you there on Kelsey. I think uh, I put him on the trade block yesterday. And comment below, and then Justin, let me know your thoughts later. I got offered it's it's a PPO, it's a one full point tight end premium. Travis Kelsey for uh, Travis Kelsey and Michael Thomas for Cooper Cup. Let me know what you guys think. Round three, we have DK Metcalf, 301, Keenan Allen, 302. We got Mark Andrews, 303, David Montgomery, 304, Cam Akers, 305, Mike Evans, 306, J.K. Dobbins, 307, CeeDee Lamb, 308, George Kittle, 309, Chris Godwin, 310, Deontay Johnson, 311. And Darren Waller, three twelve. Who's too high? Who's too low? There. We got some comments. Um, oh, what's up, Kyle? How we doing, sir? Adams look good with Brent Hundley. 
actually think Aaron Jones is second as a reach, and he'd rather have Zeke Elliott than Jones. I'll come and at. I don't know about that one. Coming at me, man. Um, I know it was the last pick, but Hopkins second round is too early. I agree. I, I agree. There's, there's a lot of concerns there, and um, there's just a lot going on when it comes to these receivers. The the age cliff, you don't know. They talked about Hopkins yesterday too, and the age cliff, you just you don't know. Like guys like Allen Robinson, you don't know if it's just like a quarterback issue or if it's just a him issue. You don't know. Like Hopkins has gotten less volume. It's a bigger pie, but it's smaller, you know, smaller pieces and uh you know in Arizona. But he just a lot of soft tissue issues get up there in age. I'm with you on there, but not on the Zeke take. Yeah, I think in the third round, um, one that I'm starting to look at, and he's put my guy, obviously, Keenan Allen, but um, you know, I think I think he goes in the third round here because, you know, most people don't know what they're gonna do with Mike Williams when Mike Williams come back. I think with Justin Herbert on his with the last two years of his rookie contract, and I'm fully expecting the Chargers to probably put him into an extension after the third year, unless something knock on wood, unless something crazy happens. Um, Keenan Allen in the top three rounds may be starting to stretch it for me a little bit. You know, I, I would hope I can get him in the fourth or fifth is what where I would look at. He's not going to, you know, his touchdown totals went down went down a little bit this year. Um, and I just expect them to to try and put some some stuff around Justin Herbert. Third round, the reach for me is Chris Godwin and redraft. He's likely off the board. We have no idea where or how much he's going to play. We don't know who his quarterback is going to be. Good point. So there's a lot of questions. Um, yeah, and Godwin and Gallup, unfortunately, like those. This was supposed to be a monster free agency class for for receivers, and now we're stuck with you know two guys with late season ACL tears. They might be forced. It's a cutthroat league. They might be forced to get prove-it deals and play one year where they're at. And you can see that with Gallup, and you can see that with Godwin. I know AB's out, so I'm still in on Godwin. Um, but a guy like Amari Cooper, he could be out of town and Gallup could stay, or Gallup could be stuck there as the third wheel in, in Dallas. And that's just not what we wanted for him as people that really liked him in the draft, really liked him as a potential I know I got a bunch of Gallup this offseason just expecting him to be a free agent and go somewhere and be a number two or get, you know, get a better target share somewhere. And now it's, you know, it's all out of nowhere. Like I just dreams of him being in, you know, Kansas City or something like that. And I got some major. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't no, cut you off. It's just it's just not happening. I have some some pretty major concerns with Deontay Johnson, too. Um I, you know, you really don't know what's, you know, who who's going to be the quarterback in Pittsburgh next year. Big Ben locked on to Deontay. He was he was his guy, but it could become a more spread out offense next year, depending on who's under center. And Chase Claypool could start to take up a, a, a little more of that pie. So Deontay Johnson at three is, is very high with the uncertainty there. Yeah, I was going to mention that when I called his name out was uh, who is his quarterback. So, um, you know, I was listening to. Uh, you know, fantasy pros yesterday and they had Matt Harmon on there and someone asked who's a, a receiver last year that, um, you know, really did well on, on paper, but, you know, just did not have the, the statistics to back it up or did, did well on tape, but didn't have the statistics to back it up. And he said, Terry McLaurin by far. And the hard thing with McLaurin, like Devonte Adams gets a lot of layups. He gets moved around. They, they do what they can to feature him, to get him open. You know, a lot of, you know, uh, we'll say uh, 
not pick plays, but pick plays um, where Devonte Adams gets, you know, wide open because, you know, people are getting picked in the middle of the field and Terry McLaurin, it's just go down the field. And, and I think 57% of his targets were contested and he's getting like air yards, like crazy. And he's getting 20 yards down the field, double coverage and, and, you know, YOLO Heineke over there is just throwing it like his, like he's just a young Fitzpatrick and it's just rough living out there for McLaurin. Um, so he's due for a bounce back, but we don't know who the quarterback is there either. Could be Heineke, could be Fitzpatrick. They could be someone that goes and gets a rookie quarterback. And that's not always a good thing for, you know, for a receiver. So McLaurin could be, uh, uh, in for another rough year. Um, Josh Jacobs at 402, Michael Thomas at 403. Javante Williams at 404, Travis Etienne at 405, Clyde Edwards Alaire at 406, Kyle Pitts at 407, coming in at the tight end five, Michael Pittman 408, Calvin Ridley 409, 410, Jalen Waddle, Miles Sanders 411, TJ Hawkinson 412. A lot of risk in this round. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I took risk myself here. Javante Williams, I'm I'm banking on Melvin Gordon exiting Denver um, and Javante being the main guy. That's not that's not a sure a slam dunk, right? Um, they seem to like that two back system. I don't know what Nathaniel Hackett's going to want to do. He's coming from Green Bay, that where they use the two back system. But you know, at that point, I was trying to get some some depth at the running back position. I think Javante and Travis Etienne are probably too high. I took Javante just just because of what my running back room looked like and what was left. But um, those are two that stick out to me. Yeah, and for me, it's Michael Thomas and Calvin Ridley. Those guys are just humongous question marks. They both are likely traded this offseason. We don't know where. And if they stay, we don't know who's to throw in the ball because Matt Ryan's starting to fire up some you know, tr- some trade talks with Matt Ryan um, as the Falcons could be looking towards a rebuild. Michael Thomas, he's had it out with the Saints. Now Peyton's out of there. They could be headed towards a rebuild. I just, there's a lot of question marks. I got, I got Michael Pittman, my pick. There's some questions on that. I mean, I'll, I'll show, throw, you know, shade it myself. Um, you know, there's, there's questions there of, you know, is Carson Wentz going to be the quarterback next year? And is that a great thing? Um, I just figure, you know what, if Carson Wentz is the floor, Pittman was fine with him last year and it can only get better there. If Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or somebody shows up. So I went with Pittman. Um, and, and then, you know, you're seeing kind of the last tier of running backs the next couple rounds. Um, I love the Jalen Waddle pick here. I mean, fourth round is, is getting, is getting high. Um, but even with Tua, I mean, I think we've seen Jalen Waddle's floor, um, in my opinion. So even if it's Tua still in Miami, he's going to be a PPR monster. He's got that, just take the top off the defense, make people miss in a, in a, in a phone booth. Type I, I highly, cons- highly considered him there. And I hope I did go through the third round, guys. Um, I feel like I didn't, but um, I, I did. Um, and I like the running backs in the third round, by the way. I think Montgomery, Akers, and Dobbins were all nice picks. Um, I'm with you, Dobbins. I want to hear you on Cam Akers. I, you know, I'm a little bit – I mean, he's looked great. Um, it was It was honestly a um, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot here and, and do a ceiling play because I, go, I got Aaron Jones and I got Austin Eckler. And just go with he's my third running back and hit try to go for the ceiling. Um, I could have went with Javante Williams there, but I just don't know what they're going to do. Could be a shared backfield. Um, Etn could be a little bit of a shared backfield. I do like him. And Dobbins isn't a PPR guy, so I, I would have went Montgomery here. 
but he was taken by, by Ralph. So I went with Acres. That, that was my my rationale behind gotcha. it. Um, but I, I also like was kind of regretting not going receiver there. Um, I it was Montgomery. It was Montgomery, Andrews, or Allen, and they all went back to back to back. Are you hearing anything from out of like I haven't heard anything from the Rams? I'm really interested what they're going to do with that running back room. I, you know, they're going to be a two back system, but I don't, I don't expect them to be three. So I wonder who's the odd man out, Henderson or? Oh, I think it's Henderson. He's got, you know, he's he's the one that you know they they drafted Acres to replace him a year after they got him, and then Michelle is is on the cheap. I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, but they got they traded for Michelle, so they're gonna keep him. I think Henderson's the odd man out. If they can trade him for a late round pick, they'll do it. Um, but I think he's the odd man out, and he can switch locker rooms at at, um, at SoFi and come over to the Chargers and yeah. And and, not, and at the end of the day, I mean, you can't have enough running backs. Ask ask the Ravens and J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> um, so uh, fifth round, Elijah Mitchell, T. Higgins, Leonard Fournette, Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, D.J. Moore. Adam Thielen, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. So running quarterbacks coming off the board. Um, Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, Patrick Mahomes. Ben went very risk. He's a risky man. Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson could have a monster payoff. Could have a monster payoff. I don't hate it, but those that's those are definitely risky picks. Um, what what are your thoughts here on on the fifth round? I'm I'm always I love the T Higgins pick in the fifth round. I'm I'm a big T Higgins guy. I just think he's he's got all the talent to complement uh, Jamar Chase, and that offense is just going to continue to open up because they see they can put the ball in in Joe Burrow's hands. The other one um, that I really like is Brandon Cooks, um, just because wherever he goes, he gets he gets a thousand yards. So I'm hoping he gets out of Houston. So I, I like this pick because I think he does get out of Houston. Um, if he's still in Houston, uh, ignore my comments. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I'm a Davis Mills guy. I, I like Davis Mills. I think, uh, I think he made the most out of the worst situation. Um, he had the worst situation of all of the rookie quarterbacks. And I could make an argument that he had the best year through all the pass efficiency markets and everything he's done. Um, and, and I think that, you know, they're only going to get better there in Houston. Um, I, I don't know who the, the head coach is going to be. Um, you know, the news is that Josh McDaniels is, is interviewing with Las Vegas today, and he's very likely going to be the hire. Oh, wow. um, and he could bring uh, Wink Mark Martindale over there. Um, so that kind of kills the rumor there. And they could go with the defensive coach, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator, is that his second interview today with Houston? He's got very strong connections with Nick Cesario, the GM there, and that could be an option. And I've also heard D'Amico Ryan's, who was a, a running back for them for a long time. Um, I think that'd be great. So I think again, uh, Cooks, we he's just a floor guy. He's a floor guy, and with him, you're you're gonna want to take the floor as well as you know, it could be a ceiling if he gets moved on somewhere. Really thought a playoff team would go and get him. He's just an excellent receiver. Um, and Allen Robinson, I hope he gets out of town. I hope he goes somewhere, and I hope he's he's awesome. Allen Robinson is one of my favorite players, and it's just been crapshoot after crapshoot for him. Um, so we'll see. The, the The quarterbacks went Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and then round six, Odo Beckham Jr., Dallas Goddard, James Conner. Chase Edmonds, so Connor before Edmonds, Bernayuk, Chase Claypool, Joe Burrow, Damian Harris, 
Kyler Murray, Cordero Patterson, Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson. So there was a lot of a lot of quarterbacks within these like 14 picks, and you and I both actually no, you took Herbert. Um, so I I did not, but you did take the second quarterback. I did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at, at that point in in the draft, like at that point with the way my team was shaping up, I think I needed the top uh, needed to knock down a top quarterback. It's just going to give me some, give me points every week. Herbert's my guy, so I, you know, not a whole lot to say there. Um, I don't like to usually go quarterback that early, um, but in the, in this case, I didn't love the, how my team was shaping up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the one the the stretch for me in the sixth round is, I mean, it's the sixth round, so I get it. Um, I'm just not a Beckham person. I don't know where he's going to be. Um, if he stays with the Rams, Robert Woods is coming back. Um, so that that makes it a little bit difficult to kind of project his output for next season. Um, and then who? it's always a question of how, who, which Odell do you get if he goes somewhere else? Yeah. I, I, I see Beckham as – and they, they talked about it yesterday, so I don't want to steal everything. Um, fantasy pros talked about Beckham being more like an Adam Thielen for the second half of his career versus, you know, he's not going to be a Jamar chase where he's got 1400, 1500, 1600 yard seasons, right? But he's just got great hands. He's a great route runner and on -on one-on-one coverage that is usually happening down there in the red zone. He's just a nightmare. And you've seen a good play caller in Sean McVay take advantage of that. And he's not had a lot of yardage and a lot of really a lot of targets even in the Rams, but he's literally scoring a touchdown every game. As, as far as the, this round, I went Damian Harris um, because I just see him being, being utilized like a uh, LeGarrette Blunt over there. And even though it's a PPR setting in the sixth round, I felt like this is a, a starting caliber running back. It's my fourth running back. And I'm just going with, you know, I got knocked out of the championship or knocked out of the playoffs because of Damian Harris scoring three touchdowns a game. And I'm just going to go with that. Um, they're very, very efficient offense over there. Um, and and I felt like you you, you got to have at least at least three, if not four playable um, running backs. And then I'll go attack the other positions. Um I mean that that and with your strategy here, like in my opinion, even if so, let's say you got your top three guys and they do what they're supposed to, and Damian Harris does what we think he does because I like Damian Harris as well. You also have a trade chip if if your wide receivers don't pass. That's out. that's another. That's exactly what I do. I mean, I, I get volume, and then what I do is I I'll halfway through the season I'll be like, hey man, I'll give you Michael Pittman and Damian Harris, and I'll go get AJ Brown or something. Like I, I find people that need running backs and then I just do two for one trades. Mm-hmm. I, I stack up running backs all the time. Um, AJ Dillon at seven, one Robert Woods at seven, two Darnell Mooney at seven, three, seven, four is Michael Carter. Then Mike Williams at seven, five Then Devonte Smith at seven, six. So Devonte Smith is the second rookie receiver off the board and a huge gap between him and chase going from the two Oh one down to the seven, six. Third, Waddle. Waddle went in the fourth. Oh, Waddle. Yep, sorry. Waddle went 4-10. So we saw 2-4-7. Dak Prescott, 7-7. Melvin Gordon, 7-8. Cortland Sutton, 7-9. And Rodgers, 7-10. Again, Ben, is uh, he's living his YOLO life over there. A lot of risk. Um, But again, if if he stays with the Packers, it's a safe play. If he goes anywhere else, it's, it's probably an upgrade. 
Um, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the only I- issue there is if he retires. <laughs> ben doesn't have a quarterback. Um, James Robinson, 7-11, and then Noah Fant, 7-12. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts here on this one? Any went too high, too low? Well, before give me your thoughts on on CPAT in the sixth, real quick. Just, I, I think, I think that's a stretch for me. What are you What are you thinking? I, I think at this round you can take risks, and um, when you're looking at a guy like Chase Edmonds or or James Conner, it's the same thing. Um, I would have taken. I probably would have taken Michael Carter over him if I would have go with running backs. And AJ Dillon's questionable. Um, I didn't go. I passed on Patterson just because I don't know what's going to happen. He's a free agent, so it doesn't even mean he's going to stay in Atlanta. But if he stays in Atlanta and they use him like he did, it's going to be a steal. Yeah. So too high, too low for me. Um, I like the Michael Carter pick there. Um, I do think he's going to be the guy with the Jets. I do think they're. I like what Solid does. I, I have faith that he's going to have them ascending. Now, how fast they ascend is is up is up for debate. But I think he's got a solid role and he's going to get good volume. Um, you know, I'm probably going to pick on myself here. I don't love the Cortland Sutton pick. I probably like my pick around later, like that guy better to repl- – like I could flip-flop these. But um, I just don't know who's going to be in Denver and, and he's you know his role. But I, I kind of took Cortland Sutton there thinking Tim Patrick may be looking for employment elsewhere, and that was my thought. Yeah, and, and I'll go back to the Aaron Rodgers pick. I know I kind of picked on a little bit and definitely not trying to pick on you, Ben. Um, I actually like the Aaron Rodgers pick. Um, I, I, again, I said it's risky, but it doesn't mean it's not a good pick. Um, he's getting him as, what, the eighth or ninth quarterback off the board. And if he does go to somewhere like Denver or Tampa, he's going to be loaded with weapons, or even Pittsburgh. Right. Loaded with weapons. And I think he'll be, you know, I think he'll be just fine. Um, so I think there's this, you know, it's, it's a very safe pick and it's a good value. He didn't take Aaron Rodgers in the fifth. He went and waited all the way to the seventh round and was probably worried that, you know, Alan Thick over here was going to take a quarterback because he hasn't had one yet. So I like that. And then he went back and got Kareem Hunt the next round, which I thought was a very good value. Um, Noah Fant was mine. I know that if Rodgers goes there, there's going to be a lot of love for Fant. But I just I don't like these middle round tight ends. I'd rather wait and get Schultz and Knox or Firemuth. I just I don't know. Um, I just I, every year I feel like I or someone else overpays for Noah Fant and and regrets it. Um, and we went back to back Fant Judy. So round eight was Judy Pollard, Hunt, Elijah Moore. Love that pick. Juju Smith Schuster, Amon Ross St. Brown. Love that pick. Hunter Renfro. Love that pick. Mike Kosicki, Tyler Boyd, Matthew Stafford, Devin Singletary, Rashad Bateman. Love that pick. A lot of rookie receivers this round. What are your thoughts? I don't like the Juju pick. Um, I just don't like how Juju has played the last few years. Don't know where he's going to be. I would assume Pittsburgh does not renew that one-year deal. Um, I don't see why they would bring him back. Um, I do like my pick there. I was happy that Elijah Moore fell to that position because I do think that he's going to be a big part uh, of that offense. Um and then I kind of wanted to go back really quick just to, to say if Allen Robinson is not in Chicago, that Darnell Mooney pick has a ton of upside, and I really like that. As I was sitting here looking at it, I started to like it more and more. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, and uh, you know Judy could be through the roof if if Robinson goes over there. Pollard is is one. If they were to somehow find a way to move on from Zeke, would be a massive, massive win. Very good. Um, Juju is a big question mark. I mean, where he's picking him as his fourth receiver, it's not really a, a horrible pick. But again, these are a lot of PPR guys: Tyler Boyd, Renfro, Elijah Moore, Judy. I think these is this can be a good safe picks. Singletary's interesting. Um, it could be a good pick there. Um, Singletary oh, like got it. a lot of usage over the last few weeks, um, and we'll see how it goes at the year. But he's really taken a stronghold. I know there's some changes there with Dayball out, but unless they bring somebody in, Singletary is going to be a a running starting running back on a high powered offense. And something they talked about with Harmon yesterday was when you go through the top running backs and receivers, you're looking at all top offenses. And so the environment that they're playing in is something that they talked about as being a very, very key factor in what you're doing and what you're trying to target. So when you're looking at your running backs, yeah, Singletary may not be the most talented running back in, in, on the on the board, but he's in a very, very good offense, and that's what you want. Versus like someone like a Michael Carter, not on a great offense, not going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. That's the that's the difference there. Michael Carter's probably a better running back, but Singletary's on the better situation. Um, Rashad Bateman, yeah. I think he's in for a breakout year. Yeah, I, I was just going to say I, I agree with you completely with Singletary. I mean, if I could redo this draft, I probably would have taken Elijah Moore in the seventh and took Singletary there in the eighth instead of going Sutton. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I just think the, the opportunity he should have and how he played down the stretch, new OC comes in. Josh Josh Allen is on a monster deal, so they're going to run him, but you know they're going to also take care of him too. So they they know they need some they know they need to balance that offense a bit. Yeah, and Kyle still had been hanging out with us. Um, you know, back to Deontay Johnson. Yeah, at the end of the day, Deontay Johnson is still going to eat targets, and he's still the number one on that offense. And let's be honest, Ben Roethlisberger was. He's probably the number uh, 33 or 32. And when you rank the quarterbacks, um, it's not like it's going to be a massive downgrade, even if they go to Rudolph or Haskins. Um, but I do think there's options out there. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, I think, is a very interesting option. I want to see what he does. Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. There are options out there. And even these guys may not be the best NFL quarterbacks. There's still going to be guys that can that can prop up people. We've seen Mitch Trubisky have some fantasy goodness and provide some, you know, fantasy production for guys like Allen Robinson. And if you put Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh, you could see that with Deontay Johnson, exactly like we saw with Allen Robinson. He was a wide receiver one each of the years that he had Trubisky. I've heard um, Jimmy G is a target for Pittsburgh at behind uh, under center as well. And that, I mean, if it's Jimmy G, Deontay Johnson looks real good. Yeah. I mean, Nasha Harris named him. Not they, they asked Nasha Harris who he wants the quarterback to be. He said, uh, he said Deshaun Watson was his number one. Um, he didn't rank him, but he just said Deshaun Watson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he said he likes Jimmy G too. Um, so Nasha Harris is the new GM. You're looking at Jimmy <laughs> G um, or Watson. So uh, 10 12, we went Buccaneers. Actually, 10 at not round nine. Round nine, we had Ramondre Stevenson, Rashad Penny, Russell Gage, Dalton Schultz, DJ Shark, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, 
Dawson Knox, Miles Gaskin, Hunter Henry. So, um, you know, Penny's a guy where it could Singletary and Penny both are Ryan minor picks and, and Ryan went with guys that had really strong finishes to the season. And we've seen that before with guys and it's turned into fool's gold. And it's also turned into breakouts. Let's remember AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. They didn't do Jack the first half of their rookie years and they finished strong, ended up breaking out the next year. Um, but we also seen guys like Tyler Higby and, and multiple players that give us, you know, these facades at the end of the year that turned into nothing. What are your thoughts about Rashad Penny at nine two and what he's going to do next year? I like, the, I mean, I like the chance there. Um, it's unclear if Russ stays in Seattle, what will happen with that team? If Russ leaves, do they look to go into a mini rebuild themselves? Um, and try to get, you know, try to ship off Chris Carson. Does Chris Carson even come back from that neck surgery? Um, so if Penny's the lead guy and can stay healthy, I mean, he looked really good at the end of the year. So taking a shot in the ninth round is you're playing with house money. Yep. Anyone else too high, too low? I like, I like Kadarius Tony a lot in that ninth pick, ninth round pick right there. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Daniel Jones guy. I'm biased a little bit with my Duke fandom, but I think Daniel Jones if Brian Dable comes in and, and can can give him a, a little bit more support from a coaching standpoint, um, Kadarius Tony, we saw what he did when he was on the field. So in the ninth round, that's huge upside. Yeah, the, the Giants offense went from uh, Jason Garrett to Freddie Kitchens. So the creativity was like stick figures and finger paint. <laughs> um, we were not seeing a lot of creativity. And Kadarius Tony is the kind of guy – he, he can be the Giants version of a Debo Samuel type of a player. I'm not calling him Debo Samuel, but he's the kind of guy that needs to be used in multiple ways. He played quarterback all the way through high school. He was a highly recruited quarterback, and he came into Florida, and they use him in several ways. And the Giants tried to do a little bit of that, but there's just no creativity behind it. If you see, You're going to see him in Wildcat. You're going to see him lined up in the backfield. You're going to see him in bubble screens. And I can see Dayball using him in a lot of different ways. And then Kenny Galladay, zero touchdowns. Um, there's a TikTok trend going on right now. They play the 007 music, and then they say 007. And so uh, Kenny Galladay was zero effort, zero touchdowns, and $72 million. Ugh, that hurt. Um, but, yeah, both those picks look more interesting after the Dayball. I went with the big boom DJ Chark. Uh, if he stays in, uh, in in the Jaguars, I think he's going to be fun. Um, but he could be an interesting, uh, you know, a guy that goes somewhere this year. Um, he could stretch the field. We've seen him put up wide receiver one numbers. I want to see where DJ Chark goes this offseason. Um, I do think he's going to try to get paid because it's his first time getting his contract. But he's coming off of a down year. I don't know how much he's going to get going to get paid. Uh, what was his injury? What was his injury again? I can't. I can't remember. What was DJ Charks? Was it Achilles, ACL? It was an ankle. Yeah, it was an ankle injury. They just kind of shut him down. Yeah. Um, Schultz and, and Knox, I thought were really good picks here, considering the value. Um, I think this is. I'm not a middle round tight end guy. I mean, I, I went and took Kasiki the round before, um, but I just don't like getting guys in that. You know sixth and seventh round. Um, and really nobody did because he only had Goddard and Fant. Um, but I just, I don't, I, I really 
thought about the Schultz and Knox thing, and I think if I would have done this backwards, I would have taken one of the running backs here, Penny or Singletary, um, and then I would have took Schultz or Knox um, on the way back. Um, to start out the uh, 10th round, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, kind of the we're getting towards the end of the, of the quarterbacks. Alexander Madison at 10-3, Chris Carson 10-4, Zach Moss 10-5, Pat Firemuth 10-6, J.D. McKissick 10-7, Trey Lance 10-8, Gallup at 10-9, Naheem Hines at 10-10, Tom Brady at 10-11, Rob Gronkowski at, at the 10-12 spot. What are your thoughts here? Who sticks out? Who's too high, too low? I mean, I like the I like the Madison and Friar Muth picks here. Um, I mean, Gronk and Brady are just <laughs> if they play, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, you could see some. Uh, you definitely could see some value here. Um, Gallup, a lot of question marks, and Carson, a lot of question marks because the injuries. I thought Jalen Hurts was just a home run. He had more QB one finishes than anybody else, um, but he's got Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, so. Um, if he would have just not picked Mahomes and, and got Jalen Hurts, I think that would be a better draft. Um, because if you look at what his his running backs are, he's got Nick Chubb and then Raheem Mostert. So um, and there's a lot of tight ends. So a lot of tight too many tight ends, too many quarterbacks, in my opinion, um, for for that guy. Um, you know, sorry, Demias. Uh, I just uh, I I would have waited on Jalen Hurts. You'd have been fine with Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence but your running backs are, are hurting because of it. Um, let, let me guys know what you think and who had the best draft, who had the worst draft. Again, um, you know, Ralph, you can you can send all of your hate to him. Um, I, I actually thought Ralph had a good draft. but I, I did too. That's one of my favorite teams. Um, yeah, I, I, I went with Trey Lance here. Uh, I thought that was, you know, uh, a risky pick, but – a lot of upside there and there was still some some quarterbacks on the board that I felt like I could get something after him. Um I would have went Jalen Hurts if he was available over Trey Lance just because we've seen it. Um and Russell Wilson as well. I think Russell Wilson's fine. I think someone's going to get him on a discount, maybe a Stafford type of a trade. If Wilson gets traded, I think he's going to be fine. People looking at looking at him as a depreciating uh product. And, and I don't think so. He, in the first six weeks of the year, was the MVP. He was on fire. He had he had 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, and he was killing it. And then he hurt his finger. And he played through it, and he got, you know, he got he's getting a lot of crap for it. But I think he'd be fine um, on the Seahawks. But I, I think Russell Wilson is a good candidate to go to the Broncos. I think he's a better candidate than uh, Aaron Rodgers for the Broncos. Interesting. Um, the next round, we have Christian Kirk, Keyshawn Vaughn, Marvin Jones, Ronald Jones, Chuba Hubbard, Jacoby Myers, Justin Fields, Devontae Parker, Jamal Williams, Van Jefferson, LaVisca Chenault, Raheem Mostert. I'll be right back. Let me know what your thoughts are. Yeah, so I think I think in this round, to me, Kirk is a good pick. Um, he's, he came on toward the end of the year, A.J. Green. I'm not sure what that – I think they signed him to a two-year deal. <clears throat> but, you know, depending, you know, A.J. Green is just an aging asset. Uh, Christian Kirk is more share of that offense, even with even when Hopkins comes back. Um, I think the stretch for me here would probably be, I don't know, the stretch for me here would probably be Hubbard. If I don't have McCaffrey, I don't want Chuba on my roster. 
Yeah, I'm but with you I, there. I understand where you're coming from. I understand why you did it, but I, you know that that would be my thing with Hubbard. Yeah, that was an upside pick um, with Hubbard on the board. A lot of McCaffrey trade talks and things like that. Um, even if McCaffrey's traded, it doesn't you know hand the keys to Hubbard. But of course, if he does get traded and Hubbard is the guy, then it's a big pick. If not, I'm probably cutting him second or third round of waivers. Um. Yeah, this is this is uh, you know you're just going with some some depth on here. I don't think there's anyone that really stands out. Um, Justin Fields is going to be interesting. To see what happens with them. Um, they've got Eberflus, and they're talking about um, you know bringing over one of the Packers. Um, I think the quarterback coach to be the offensive coordinator potentially. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see what happens there with him. Um, the next round, Robbie Anderson, Sonny Michelle, Gabe Davis, Ronald Rondale Moore, Irv Smith Jr., Corey Davis, Robert Tunyon, Tyler Higby, Curtis Samuel, Bucks defense, Daryl Henderson, Mike Davis. I accidentally left defenses on here. Probably shouldn't have done that. Um, what are your thoughts here? Who sticks out? Obviously, Gabe Davis. Him? Anyone else? Corey Davis. I mean, I, I like the shot there. He they did pay him, so I mean, he he had a he had an injury, but it wasn't something that you would think would be career career ending or anything like that. So he should come back full full strength. Yeah, I like that one. Um, you see, you know, kind of a lot of tight ends going here. I took a shot on Irv Smith. I like how they use Tyler Conklin, and I think Irv Smith is a better player. Um, I was really excited about him this year, and I think he could be in for a breakout season. Um, and he was just on the board at that point. I'm, I'm throwing, I'm, th- I'm, I'm swinging for the fence for sure. Um, for these guys. So, um, but yeah, Gabe Davis stands out. I mean, I think you're going to see him three or four, maybe five rounds higher next year after that performance. People are very, they very, they remember what the last thing you did was. And if you, you know, shit the bed, they're going to, they're going to drop you. But Gabriel Davis, especially if they do not bring back Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, I believe is going to be a top eight rounds pick. And you could see him there, you know, around the Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Cortland Sutton, Elijah Moore area. Um, and just looking at the board now, I mean, would you take Bateman over Davis? Um, with what we know, probably, but – if, if Sanders and Beasley are gone, oh, I'm take, yeah, I would go Davis. Sutton or Davis? Davis. Devonta Smith or Davis? I still want Smith. Mike Williams or no? That, that's the I know that answer. No, nah, Davis. I, I think it might be Davis. I don't know where Mike Williams is going to go. So I don't actually I'm, want so him. That's I don't we're, want we're, him. we're putting him up there um, in the you know Marquise Brown or Davis. I want Marquise Brown. Tyler Lockett or Davis. I don't like Tyler Lockett. Allen Robinson or Davis? Uh, I'm going to go Allen Robinson just because I'm a truther and I'm hoping he goes somewhere decent. So we got him in the fifth round now. If he's he's the number two. If he's the number two. Um, Beasley's a free agent. Sanders is a free agent. Sanders, I think, retires. He looked like he was pretty cooked at the end of the year. Um, And then the last round, or the second to last round, we had uh, Gus Edwards, Cole Komet. We have Daryl Williams. Cole Beasley, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Nico Collins, 49ers defense, Antonio Brown, Rams, Logan Thomas, Trey Sermon. Antonio Brown, I wouldn't draft him. I don't think he's going to be anywhere, but you did. Tell us yeah. why. Lottery pick. I mean, yeah. in the in the 14th, in the 14th round, 13th round, um, I can cut him 
earlier in the like week one of waivers if if he doesn't end up landing on a team or if he it just I don't know that anybody's gonna take a shot, but I do think if he's healthy, he looks good um, this season. So I would take a shot. Yeah, and anyone else stand out? Good value, too high, too low. Nico Collins. Um, if Brandon Cooks leaves, Nico Collins will probably be the one there if they kind of really commit to the rebuild and see what they got. And I think he showed some stuff at the end of the year with uh, Davis Mills. Yeah, I like the Will Fuller pick. Um, Will Fuller going here. Um, I think there's a lot of upside there. And, uh, you know, I, I like the handcuffing of Damian or Daryl Williams and Gus Edwards. I thought those were good picks. Um, and then I went to Sean Watson. I thought this was really good value. I do think he plays this year. I don't think it's for Houston. Um, and if he goes to Philadelphia or he goes to Denver or he goes to Pittsburgh or one of those places, I think I'm going to be dancing in the streets this is with this pick. Um, I heard the scenario on, on uh, Move the Sticks, and everyone loves the picks. And I, I want you to think about this in your dynasty drafts. So they put a poll out there that said, would you trade your three first-round picks and a future second for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? Everybody said, 75% said no. And he said, if I told you that last year the 15th, 16th, and, and 19th picks were um, Zavian, Zavian Collins, uh, Jamin Davis, and like Damon Arnett. Mm-hmm. Does that change your mind? If I'm the Eagles, I would I'd ship all three immediately for Deshaun yeah. Watson. Ship all three, give him a future second or something like that. I would get it done. I know they want they wanted more, but you look at these picks and you go, wow, like wow, 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 wow. But then you look at what happens and you look at the year before and it was the same thing. Well, even like not giving up a second, maybe you could you package something to Houston with those three first round picks and Jalen Hurts. Let Houston have a quarterback battle with and, Jalen and, Hurts and Davis Mills, and then save your. You know, I, I don't know that they go. Well, for that, yeah, and maybe would, another, maybe a third team gets involved, and Philly's done it before when they did the Miami and and Forty ers deal. But maybe you see Jalen Hurts go somewhere. You know, maybe Jalen Hurts goes goes to to Pittsburgh or goes to the the Broncos, and and the Eagles get a pick and use that as compensation to help for Watson. Again, I think they like Davis Mills, and I think not only is he's he's on the cheap, he's got an extra year in his contract um, than than Jalen Hurts. Um, he fits that you know the New England vibe. His pocket passer, he's very he's very calm in the pocket. His pocket awareness and his poise is excellent. Um, I just uh, I, he plays well under center, and he's very accurate um, and can make all the throws. I think the biggest question with him coming out was. He had some injuries that caused him to uh, not have a lot of production. He only played uh, nine games, but um, he you run that Stanford offense, which is you know kind of what they're doing down there in Houston. Um, he's the number so, one recruit coming out of high school. Yeah, so he, he's he's stud. Um, so we finished it up with some quarterbacks. A couple guys didn't play by the rules and draft a, a defense, um, but Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, um, Kirk Cousins, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, not Lamar Jackson, Justin Jackson. Um, thoughts there with Cousins and Tannehill. People are really fading them after last year having them. You know, they were up there in this, you know, seventh, eighth round as kind of your QB twos for Superflex or your late round quarterback favorites. 
and now people are just barely even drafting him. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, Cousins and Tannehill for the I mean, so Tannehill makes sense for Ben's team with Aaron Rodgers, the uncertainty behind him. So at least that gives you some insurance. I wouldn't take Kirk Cousins if I had Josh Allen. Kirk Cousins is a guy that I'm looking to if I have Trey Lance or if I have And, and I also Fields. didn't play by the rules. Uh, ben drafted two defenses. One of those was for me, by the way. <laughs> I did. I saw everybody drafting a defense. I was like, okay, I guess we need to do that. I swore <laughs> I drafted one, but apparently I didn't. <laughs> But no, that, I mean that's my thoughts there. I mean Trevor, I mean not having three quarterbacks on a roster that's a that's a stretch. I mean, but Trevor Lawrence, I think he got a bad rap this year. Um, it you know, a lot of a change in coaching staff and offensive coordinator and just a new se- a new season can can yeah I think it's going to be life. a good shape. So if anyone wants to sign up for any future drafts, my next ones are going to be all superflex. So I'm going to do a dynasty superflex and a redraft superflex draft. I'll set that up today. Um, and, and you guys can check it out. Um, this is the final look at the board. Justin, anything before we go? No, everybody just do the homework. The rest of the t- people in your league are not looking at this stuff right now. And it just gives you a lot of, a, it gives you a big leg up on the competition when we start in, you know, September, August, September next year. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, hey, you have a good one, everybody. Good luck this year. See you, bud.